Welcome back to Men in Balance Radio. We're talking with Steve Autry, who's Associate Minister at Davidson United Methodist Church. We're talking about spirituality and men and how they can develop spiritually. Steve, in another interview, you said uh, one way to get started is a a charitable project where men can get active, helping out, say, in Habitat or something like that. That's um, activity, obviously, Mm -hmm. and that gets men going. Uh, and it also seems to me that gets them outside themselves, which is helping other people. Is that sort of a working definition we could use of spirituality? Yeah, I think it, it is. Uh, we do need to move outside of ourselves to learn more about what's actually inside ourselves. It's kind of a, an irony there. Uh, I think absolutely. So let's talk about men when they face crises, and, and, and often that crisis is a uh, spiritual crisis as well. I'm thinking about guys who may be going through divorce or uh, maybe dealing with alcoholism or the effects of alcoholism. So in those situations, um, what, what kind of spiritual strategy do you recommend that they get started to rebuild their lives? Uh, it's... You know, those are such big things, uh, such hard things. I think the first step in that is to reach out, is reach out to God, uh, and and just simply speak to God, but also reach out to what connections you have. Uh, I think friendship, and this is for me personally, uh, plays such a big part in my spirituality. I have some very close friends, three guys in particular, that they're, they're all ministers, and we began some dozen years ago going away every year on a retreat just to have time together. But And so I think to make use of, of the resources that are at hand, most men do have some friends. Uh, and to begin the process of, of, of building those friendships, nurturing those friendships, and relationships, and seeing where those take you. But, but you know, I, I hear what you're saying, and I also remember from our survey that a lot of men say they don't have many close mm-hmm. personal friends, and when I talk to them about the ones they have, it's like a college buddy that I haven't seen in 15 years. So we, we don't do a good job of uh, nurturing and developing, maintaining friendships. I can, I can understand that, and maybe... Uh, uh, I overestimated again. Sometimes the danger when we're having these conversations is we can make the personal universal. Yeah. And when I think about my friendships that have sustained me and my friends, is that we had to be intentional about doing that. Uh, and it it is difficult to grow in trust enough with another person, and I think especially one man to another man, to where you can really share the the hurts and the joys of your life mm. in a, a way that doesn't feel like you're giving up something that's essential to yourself. Or being a failure. Yes, know. and I think that's right. It, it's very difficult for us to confess our weaknesses. And, and, it, and it even sounds painful to say the word confess. Right. Because we don't want to admit we did anything right. wrong. And this was different for me from my family system. Yeah. I grew up with four brothers and a, a father with a very strong, stern personality. Uh, and we did not have conversations about anything that went below uh, 
the surface. It, it was all around what we had to accomplish that day to get the work of the family done. Yeah. So, um, so we're talking about something that's already difficult for men, and that is to open up to another man. And yet we're saying, aren't we, that uh, good spiritual health is developing those relationships before you actually need them so that they're there when you need them. I, I think there's a lot to that. Um, and, yeah, it, it, but it's hard for us to, uh, to, to buy the insurance policy sometimes before we realize we need it. Yeah. And, uh, and friendships nurture us throughout every phase of life if we make room for them. I, I think about Jesus when he's getting ready to, to leave the disciples in the Gospel of John. And he says to them, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. That's a, that's a very powerful statement to, to say, I'm your friend. I'm, I'm not your, you know, yes, I'm your Lord, I'm your Savior, I'm, your, I'm God, as we believe in the church. Uh, but I'm also your friend. Uh, and, you know, and, and I think sometimes we just throw that term around, you know, what a friend we have in Jesus, or Jesus is your best friend. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's when we, maybe if we learn how to really understand what it means to be a friend of Jesus, that most likely, I believe, will help us develop friendships in other parts of our life without being uh, phony or fake or... I think men. I think when, when men sense that something is going to come over the top, uh, sappy religious religious talk, they ought to, they tend to shut it out. Mm. Uh, but but not in that way, but in a way that to simply understands Jesus is with us in this journey, and we can build that friendship with Jesus. So um, while we're talking about men and friendships, it seems to me uh, one of the best and most readily available friendships that we can tap at a time like this is our own spouse. And yet I find many men reluctant to open up to their spouses, especially on deep spiritual matters or matters of deep concern, because it makes them feel vulnerable and they're supposed to be strong. But this is sort of self-defeating behavior, is it not? Yeah, it is that I think most of us engage in in some to some degree. Uh, and it is a, a struggle to develop that relationship with your spouse where you can tell her everything. Uh, I, and so I'm, I certainly would, I'm not an expert on that because I think what happens is we, we get so caught up in the, the day-to-day and we... We're better at not talking than we are at talking. We're better at, at communicating with each other in uh, unhealthy ways than healthy ways. And it is a very difficult thing. And this, again, takes a great deal of discipline and intentionality to break down those barriers and that resistance. I talked to a guy uh, a couple of weeks ago who is separated, getting ready to go through divorce, and and I said, um, so what were the big issues in your marriage that caused this to happen? He said, I was a jerk. Hmm. Um, so he he obviously had come to that realization after they were separated, but how can we maybe do that sooner so we learn <laughs> to head these things off and don't have to take that serious punishment? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, our our level of self awareness can be surprisingly low. Yeah, and uh, and I don't want to. I keep going back to this because it is just what works for me in my life, and that that is my my friends really tell me when I'm being a jerk, mm. and that that's, that takes a whole nother level of friendship to have yeah. someone who cares enough about you and trust the friendship enough about you to tell you the truth. We do not have many truth tellers in our life. Many people who have the courage or the conviction and the and and the strength of friendship to say, you're making a mistake here. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and those are not easy to come by. And again, those take a lot of intentionality and hard work. This is just not easy stuff. Um, so when we hear that, we should not dismiss it. We should pay attention to the feedback wherever it's coming from. I, I think so, but our initial response is to say, what do you know about me? Hmm. Uh, and how do we take a good look in the mirror and assess our lives? And this is where I think that the, where prayer helps, that if we will faithfully pursue the discipline of prayer, at some point it becomes not just us taking our laundry list to God, our concerns, our cares, our hopes, and joys. At some point in that process, we begin to hear back from God. And I think uh, another thing to do is, is to quiet yourself at some point during the day. How much time do men take to simply get still, to shut out the... Uh, cares of the world, to, to cut off the phone, to step away from the computer, to uh, not be engaged at the office or or with the kids at home or the wife on something else, but to just sit down and find a space to be quiet and and reflect on who they are and what, what they are. I don't think we do that very often. Well, uh, since we don't do that very well, the next question is even tougher. How do we get to a point where we will have a spiritual connection with our spouses of the level that you and I are talking about here so that um, that we do truly reveal who we are to them and we do understand them on some deep spiritual level. How do we get there? That's a very difficult question to answer uh, because everything that comes to mind immediately just seems so cliche and so superficial and none of this is cliche and superficial but it seems to me the starting point has to be to put aside all these things we've been told about being a man and and move in a different direction Hmm. is that the way you would see it yeah i think maybe not so much just put aside everything we've been told because there's i think there's something about those things that that do have some reflection about what it means to be a man their their origin probably is in the uh, in what it means to be a man, but but redirect those energies and those passions uh, in a way that we start to understand that wait a second being 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 a man is is more than just acting like I'm invincible. Uh, yeah, there are times where that's necessary to feel that way, or you know, there's times where it's necessary to be tough and strong and the one who shoulders the burden. But that's not all there is to being a man. Uh, and maybe when we start to understand the bigger, maybe a greater part of being a man is being a whole person 
and part of our whole person is this spiritual piece of us that God has gifted us with. And so to um, to build up those resources, uh, it, again, is, is not easy, but I think it's something that has great benefit for our lives. So uh, on a little larger scale, as a father and a spiritual leader in the family, how can men do a better job of modeling the way? What do we need to do to to show our sons in particular that we are attempting to be a spiritual leader for our family? I think it's like most things, it has to be modeled. If if your sons never see you pray, it's very difficult to think that they will become people of prayer. If they never see you go to church, then it's very difficult to think that they would engage in acts of worship. Uh, and I think it's I think that's a big piece of it. They pay attention to everything we do. And our children can often tell us more about ourselves than we realize about our own selves. So I think that modeling is is very important. Uh, And it doesn't, again, it it can start with the simplest things. To say a prayer with them at bedtime, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to speak in eloquence. You can just simply say, dear God, thank you for this child. Thank you for my my son, thank you for my daughter. I pray that you would take good care of them, give them a good night's sleep, and have, help them have a good day tomorrow. Mm. Amen. So it's not too different from the prayer we teach our children to say. When right. They go to bed. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Well, Steve, time is up, but thank you so much for being with us and for talking to us about men and their spiritual development. It is a topic that uh, is of great concern for men in balance, obviously, and it's something that. Uh, I think we never can get too much information on to, to be able to work on it on our uh, individual level. Thanks again, Steve Autry, who's Associate Minister at Davidson United Methodist Church, for talking to us today about uh, spiritual development for men. I'm Jerry Hancock from Men in Balance Radio.